You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. My time is yours. I was the last My man standing. I am the man, and the man feels no pressure. You are facing a fuel injected suicide machine. Fear from the man that rules the world. Welcome to the Vicious Circle. Uh, Sid, we're here today because there's a lot going on, and not only in the U.S., but the world. Right. It's kind of getting a little crazy. Rob, I'm telling you, it is, because I'm seeing what I just saw for the first time, really, today. I think you're just seeing it, or maybe just hearing a little, a little bit about it. But where it went already yesterday, that where they were talking about doing games without people in them, now they just canceled the whole season's for women's and men's college basketball and the NBA, let's see, the NHL and the NBA. Uh, and then I think they're going to pull back the Major League Baseball two or three months or two or three weeks or something like that. And who knows by then? But think about that, Rob. That is um, – it's almost unthinkable. Exactly. Like sports organizations are done for a while. Well, it's, okay, you're talking about that, but, Rob, that's not the only thing down. You know uh, – Anything, I'm sure they're going to, uh, I mean, anything with the people over a thousand people when it, that's, you know, that, there'll be concerts that, that could be shopping centers. I mean, where a lot of people, you know, go to shop for all these cleaning stuff they're going to need. Um, um, and it's, it's just, again, it's just, you know, we're, uh, we already got one place where in New York that one mile is quarantined. That's right. New Rochelle, it's, it's quarantined yeah. off. Think about that. Now, what if that gets like that towards us? And uh, you and I talked a little bit about this morning, early this morning around 630, uh, and um, we were talking about how, you know, it, it's just now looking like China where, you know, they couldn't drive, they couldn't go anywhere. Then today, since you and I talked, I saw where the, uh, they got those people in those those ships. They're just having to, you know, stay in these quarantine places, even if they don't even have the symptoms. Yep. You know, it is, dude, think about that. And, uh, then I actually, you sent me a, a video this morning. I haven't looked at it. I saw a glimpse of, not with my glasses, of how the pattern is. And I said to you this morning, it looks like it's coming from, you know, the, the coastlines in. And that's exactly what it's doing, sort of. Exactly. The, the, the majority of the stuff is in the outlining areas. Right. Um, let me see if I can get it big for you. That's the picture well, I sent you. I, I saw uh, today at the doctor's office, they showed one and they, um, uh, of course, you know, being in a hospital, they're scared to death right now. Oh yeah. They're going to get like overrun almost. Yeah. Now, just, just for people to know, like right now it is March. What is it today? March 12th at five o'clock. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to air on Sunday. Okay. At uh, one central. It's going to be interesting to see not only like what we're going to talk about, how it's changed in 24 hours, right. but to see how much has changed in those four days from what right. we talk about to Sunday. Well, just to kind of change from this morning till, you know, some, I think they said somewhat after one o'clock when these announcements have been made. Yes. So we're talking five or six hours from that drastic 
I mean, could you not see maybe transportation coming to a halt? You can't get into it. I mean, if a ships are bad, I would think airplanes too. Yeah, well, like we said, we now know uh, the president has ordered no flights over to Europe for right. starting Friday. So they've Man. shut that down. And uh, one of the things I do remember in Vancouver, Canada right now, they do have a restriction of events, no more than 250 people. Right. Wow. Yes. So this is happening, you know, like in real time. It's, it's very. Now how do you, how do you really feel about Rob? Cause to me, I'm almost a little bit of like a kid, someone tell, trying to, someone convince me that there's real monsters or there's a, there's a Santa Claus. You know, where that's sort of, you know, when you first heard about this virus in China, it was like, oh, it sounds like the chicken pox or, you know, the flu or something like that. But man, you know, talk again, find more out about it. Uh, there's just not a cure for it right now. No, there isn't. But there are so people that have recovered from it. So, well, and they, they all have different reasons why they think they did. Yeah. But for just just my understanding from what it, what it seems like to me is it's not so much the virus because the the virus is deadly, but it's deadly like the flu, just a little bit more deadly than the flu. Right. It's it's a pandemic because of how contagious it is. Right. You know that's my understanding. I've done some research, but I don't know if I've done all the research, so don't quote me. But I think that's the biggest thing. It's like literally it can it can spread like wildfire. Wow, and it has. Yeah. So now you. No, I, I just don't know, Robert. I swear again, it's just I get the creepiest feeling about this. I know. It's just I don't want to think it's super cr- crazy, like uh, uh, dangerous, because it's a it's a it's a super flu. But the way it is going everywhere so fast, it really gives you pause. Well, this the thing is, we got so much sort of in our faces today with climate change and, and this these viruses and you know the these viruses and these insect diseases these animals are getting it you know you can't like in, the, in alaska and in this area here i was telling you this morning you can't eat most of the game you shoot here because they've got some type of insect infestation just you know but again i just it, it i feel like an old person or or you know stupid like i used to call people when they used to say there was climate change you know <clears throat> and now i feel like this I, which I do believe climate change. Now I don't. I still feel like I'm an old geezer, sort of <laughs> like oh, that's just getting old. But um, I, it's too much fact out there to say there's not a little something wrong with you know, the climate. And then this here, again, I don't want to be look naive and be dumb and come out and go, oh man, this flew over like you know nobody's business. Or if it, I mean, but what is ever. What has ever equaled this? I mean, think about it. What type of things that shut down other than a union strike and sports that shut down, not just one sport, but all sports. Yeah. It's almost like the day the earth stood still. It kind of is. You're 100% right. This will we'll call this episode. <laughs> the day the earth stood still. I like that. No, it is, Rob. It's um, the day the earth stood still. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to sound corny, too, but I do want to send out my prayers and I know you too all the people victims out there and all the people are working so hard in the hospitals and the you know I saw where they got a, a little stop areas one of these little towns where they're giving people the the test you know yeah. nurses come out to your car and do that and 
So, but uh, let's just cross the fingers and pray like heck that this isn't nothing but something that looks worse than it is. Well, and it's it's getting more of a real face because people are now self-quarantining. Like there's massive members of government that are self-quarantining. Um, right. It was just released that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have tested positive right. for it in Australia. Right. So it now has a real face because it's affecting people that people know. Oh, right, right. You know, before then it's it's numbers and it's all that stuff, but now it's it's more real. No, it is real, Rob, and it's, it's scary real. I just, again, it's almost like... It was sometimes my uncle who, you know, he's been talking like this since I can remember. And always think, Bill, you're just an old fart. And but now I'm like, man, this stuff that they people know is it's it's coming true. I mean, I I don't say that this virus is connected to climate change, but I don't think it's helping it. Uh, no, exactly. And I think think we talked about it one at one point too. It's like you have to wonder where did the virus come from. Right, and they don't know. This is the thing is, you got to imagine, and this was talking to, to nurses at the hospital, or right, say if this uh, coronavirus hits you, you've already got something like allergies or asthma or something like that. Those are the things that are the ones that are the, or, or the nail hitters. Those are why you're going to check out. And mm-hmm. people like me that live with allergies or asthma, what I call it now, and that's, it's not just allergy-induced asthma. I hear my voice now. It's gotten to 70 degrees here today, and when it happens, everything just gets so congested. So, um, again, if it's not directed to it, it's, it, it definitely is not going to make it easier for people to, who do suffer from asthma or serious, serious things as asthma. There's worse than there's bronchitis, there's uh, emphysema and all that. So you imagine getting that and then getting this virus, you probably wouldn't make it. No, I know. It's, it's, it's very respiratory. You're 100% right. Now, on this map that, we, that I showed you before, I'm, I'm just going to put this out here so we have a record for what it is right now. In Arkansas, you have one confirmed case. Right. Which is nice because a lot of places don't. Ontario, because I'm going to go up to my neck of the woods, we have, come on. Oh, it doesn't want to work with me here. We have 42 confirmed cases. Wow. But four of them have healed already. They've recovered. So there's 38 active cases right now. What is, what's the time... Um on how long does it get, take to get well from this virus? I guess how old you are and how bad you're in, how far the stage is or something. That's what I understand. Like I said, it's very flu like in that. So you could have it for four or five days, you know? Right. But again, I, I uh, haven't researched that. I don't know. So please don't hold me to fact on that one. I won't. But uh, yeah. So now it's going to be very interesting to see because I'm going to listen to this again when it actually relaunches. Yeah, bit. that'll be, this will be, like you said, this will be interesting to listen to. Now, and it's a, it's affecting other things too. Like a lot of conventions are getting canceled. Well, they said that uh, that might cancel WrestleMania. Yeah, they're, they're in talks about it. I can't see them doing that. But again, I couldn't see, you know, the NBA shutting down. No, I would think, Rob, uh, you know, the NBA is doing it because there's pressure there. They're not doing it because they want to. They're not doing it for humanity. Uh, now Vince, you know he don't want to lose the show because he doesn't want to give people the money back. This whole year depends on this one day, so I'm gonna bet he doesn't do it, even though he should do it. Uh, but again, I um, I think it should be shut down. You know, uh, if it's as bad as it is, if we're just too old, if it proves we're just too old farts and let the show go on. But if if it's, 
even a little bit of what is suggested is, I don't know, you know. I know that's because right now with our, with the convention that I'm running, our committee Why? we've been in talks about it. It's like, what are we going to do? What should we do? And there's another convention very very close to here. I think it's about three weeks from now, four weeks from now, and they're still going forward right now. And Why? it's it's because you just have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're not going out if you're not feeling good. Right, right. Those right. are the two biggest things. That's from what I understand, you know, if you're not feeling good, just stay home. But I know it, we're on the fence. We don't know. No, you don't. And it, it, it's, again, it's, I'm sitting here just antsy, you know, thinking about it. Go, man, what, what if this is real? I mean, we know it's real, but what if it's really real? You yeah. know, like, you know, it's like, man, you know. I know what you mean. If it's flu real, okay, we've all had the flu. We can right. we can get through that. But if it's more dangerous than that, then that makes it really real, and I get exactly what you're saying. Right. Well, I, I'd say if we if we see the death crease keep going up, I, I think that that would be enough for me to say that it's really real. Yeah. You know, I think um, – I, so how many people died altogether? Oh, let me see if I can find a more recent article. Yeah. That would be the thing. Um, because I know there's been quite a few. I want to say 80 or 90. Let me find out here. Um, there. And death count. And of course, nothing gives me a number. <sighs> well, I think I I, I want to say my last memory was around eighty or so. Oh wow! Hang on, actually, is this how recent is this? From March twelfth. Okay, the death count so far is four thousand nine hundred and sixty nine people have died. Oh my God! Maybe it was eighty in one state or something. Yeah, but and, so, I wonder if that's China too. Th yeah, this is worldwide. Um, okay. Okay. It, um, it says right now that the confirmed cases are 134,327. The deaths are 4,969. Recovered is 68,898. Wow. So it has got a better recovery rate, but it does have a very high um, fatality rate. Right. Wow. I did not realize it was that high. I didn't either, Rob. <laughs> I think that's... Easy to say it's it, it's real. Oh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too. And and again, with the media, especially the way it's changed over the last three years, you don't know which articles to believe, you know, and which ones are actually fact or which ones are trying to spin it. And that gets deceiving. Right. But as long as, like we said, you know, keep yourself safe, you know, wash your hands, Take care of yourself. And if you're feeling sick, just stay home. Just stay home, dude. Yes. At least that way it'll help keep people safe. Right. But this gives you more time, too, because you're going to get to stay home and work on the book. Right. Uh, I'm going to call Kenny when we get off here. We just, um, he, I think you said he's sort of scared to call me too often. I told him I call him at six in the morning. So I said, Ben, it's never too early or too late to call me. But um, you know, what we've gotten straightened up. On the first of it, it looks a lot better. Um, just we hadn't had a chance to sit down like a real session and sit there and 
you know, knock out a couple hours together on it. So that's, that's when I'll know more, where we're heading at, you know? Gotcha. That's good though. Again, you know, with Kenny, I, he's, he's got the wrestling side of it down. So it'll be that part be easy. It was just be getting the beginning stories and all the stories, the ones I want to tell that he didn't know that much about. But again, with the floor mat lights, we have it set up. It'll be easy if it, you know, if I could walk Barry through it, and this guy's already done a couple of books, it'll be easy. You know, speaking of uh, Kenny and Barry, I was having a talk with Kenny and told him the scenario how Barry had set this deal with the WWE to have me do that thing, which I had told him why I didn't want to, because my, you know, I got the surgery coming up Tuesday, which I didn't want them to know, and that I also wanted to be able to use all this to get us all together to promote the book and also have a little. Because they started the conversation up about Hall of Fame, which I, that has been in the back of my mind as well for this time. And so um, when Barry did what he did, he started me back where I had started ground zero from, you know, step one again, which I, I don't mind. But this is something he's done, Rob, a couple of times. And I, I want to talk about it. I don't want to stand with Barry and Barry. I'm just t- telling the truth. And he knows this. Barry's a good guy, but he... And he means very well, but when you put, give him a chance to talk business, he just doesn't know business. And I'll give you an example. Me and him and my lawyer got a four-way conversation with a um, lawyer at uh, WWE. And we would tell him a little about uh, a storyline we had in mind about coming back. Now, what I was exp- way I would explain it was I'm coming back to bleed out like a pig. That means give back everything I got. Do whatever you guys think needs to be done and, you know, have my last run and maybe solidify myself as a real, you know, to be in the Hall of Fame. So when Barry, I let Barry do the talk and reminds me of the story, Spike Jones, that he was the really the creator, Jackass. And uh, when they, he let, they let him pitch the idea to HBO and the guy was such a bad speaker in front of people when it got really to the point of talking about things, HBO wasn't interested. So they let uh, just a goofy one of the goofy guys on the jackass thing do the the presentation with uh with mtv i think it was on and then they bought it so s- sometimes you know being tagged as a smart guy doesn't work out like that when you let them do that so he tells the guy that we're going to come in and we're going to make everyone there better as soon as he said that the guy said okay well i'll get back with you i knew then that barry just put a noose around her neck and when Barry got in touch with Bill after and told him about the conversation, he told him the same thing. So Barry has twice now set me back all the way to the starting line again, which I'll get to the finish line. It just won't be as conventional as it would be for most people. Well, I, I've noticed that about you. You have your way of doing things, and it has worked. You know, like you said, right place, right time, doing the right thing. Well, Rob, let me ask you this. Now, now you know, the cat's out of the bag, but... This is leverage. I had a little leverage, and me and Kenny talked about it, and he understands the wrestling business. You know, you have this leverage, and they want to make their product look good, and you're still at a point you can do that. And you know, not you, but me being you, meaning me. Yeah. Uh, and what happens when you, you want to set everything up, and for us, I wanted – that's why it was going to be really important to have that book really finished and then have our – podcast here going on and when they got here they saw that and sort of forces their hand to see our podcast and put some of it on you know what i mean yep they're taping in my house and uh but i wanted it on my terms i wanted to get over the surgery and see what this was going to do do my rehab through this and then 
then I, you know, know more what I was going to do. And that's my own personal decision. I don't have to explain that to Barry or anyone else, but I am now because I'm sure Barry's told him everything. Uh, but again, to book your own flight, um, when I've asked you not to, and you know it exactly well, then telling people that I'm doing all this because I've got a, a doctor's appointment um, over a heart, a heart procedure, which I'm having an ablation. That's where they shock your heart back in the rhythm. Uh, it's no big deal in and out the same day. But again, I didn't want nobody to know that, and Barry did that for me. So this is going to be the last time, Rob, that I ever talk about Barry Norman ever again. And I just and I wanted to get that out there today. Get where the people. The, I started this podcast for people to know the truth, Rob. Yep. And that's what I'm doing today. Is I'm telling the truth, not that anyone knows or who care who Barry Norman is. Um, but um, for me, I feel stupid of trusting him and really thought that he was. You know, he is a smart guy. I'm not saying that, but I I didn't realize how bad his depression was um, until I. I saw him when y'all came here, you know, then I could tell there was a little something wrong, you know, but, um, again, um, my fault, but I still, um, it's a kick in the teeth and I know he didn't intentionally do that. And WWE didn't intentionally force him to do that to cause all this. They just trying to get something done and that's their job to do that. And they see a weak, weak, person in Barry they go we can pressure this and it sounded good to them Barry makes his flight he gets the confirmed day to get here and then all of a sudden I, I say no again and so then that's why again Barry was felt like he got his feelings hurt when I told him they took advantage of him because he was you know weak and not weak so much but just weak in that field if it was something that he knows about like taking a walk on Gloucester Boulevard or something which he does all the time I'm sure, or about a film festival, which he knows all about, things like that, he would, you know, do good at. But this here, he just, he struck out twice, but the two times I put him in a position to talk to somebody, and I wouldn't dare ever put him in a position to do it for third time. Well, the, the really cool thing about this, and I, I know it's not a cool thing, but I love it, is the fact that, like you said, you're down at ground zero and you're rebuilding. And this seems right. to be the thing that you do best. Right. You know? Well, this is thing is, and I'm, I, of course, I, I'm not upset about it. It sounds a little bit. I'm, I'm upset about because of Barry's weaknesses. It being weak caused him to make this decision where I have to start over. And he did tell him a couple of things I didn't want anyone to know. Not, not that anybody wouldn't know about it. I, I just didn't want him to know right then yeah. uh, about the heart thing. Um, I just wanted to get over it. You know, uh, I, I don't know why, uh, but to me, it, it seemed better. And I didn't know what date it was going to be, you know, and, um, if it would have been the week before or this coming up Tuesday. So I didn't know until they called. So I knew that that was making it a little hard to decide on. That's why I didn't take a chance. You know, I want to be totally recovered. And then I want to have everything done. You know, we've waited this long. Why not wait, you know, another three, four weeks? Well, anybody that's dealt with any kind of medical professionals, they know, you know, when you're trying to get an appointment, you got to wait and wait. And then they tell you. Right. So yeah, that's that's always that case. But hey, like I said, now we're, you're rebuilding. Um, the one thing that's interesting, and um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm going out to buy it. Kenny wrote a book for Danny Davis, somebody that we're going to have on the show later, that uh -huh. deals with his previous life, like pre-wrestling. 
And talking to Kenny, he goes, this is something he's really proud of, the way it was written. So I'm hoping this can be incorporated to tell your story before Oh, yeah. You know? Right. But it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see it now. Yeah, I mean, you. I, again, I'm just, I'm, the air's knocked out of me. And I've, you know, I, of course, I've got to get ready for the surgery next Tuesday. Um, and then, again, I've got to get past that little, that one-day surgery and to get back. And then the one thing is I can sit in this chair all day long and all night long doing right, so that won't slow me down. And it'll be a good opportunity to take advantage of that if, as long as I can get Kenny you know, up to it as well. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can, because he seems like he loves to write. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, man, I think that is a perfect time. Why don't we get to a question? Let's do it. And we've got another question from Steve in Burlington. Steve, what have you got for us? Well, hey, uh, I remember back when um, you, you first got to the WWE as uh, Sid Justice, and it was a big Royal Rumble where, um, you know, um, Flair eventually won. But, like, you're one of the few main people, and you threw out Hulk Hogan. And, my goodness, that was, like, the happiest I've ever been, and most of the crowd, too, because um, I think a lot of us were kind of sick of Hogan. But, sadly, he kind of came on top as the good guy afterwards. I'm not sure how that worked out, because we were all cheering for you. Well, Steve, a lot of people don't know this, but that the people were booing at the arena as well. And what they had to do that night, dub it in for Raw the next day, they had to dub over that and try to put some booze in. But that's where actually the controversy was. Is the people actually were cheering me, and they were supposed to boo me. But like, wow. And, we and um, they couldn't have gone with um, like improv and say, all right, well, you know, let's see what happens. No, this is the thing is, is they should have not even gone with improv, Steve. What they should have done is gave it time and, 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 and expecting it to happen overnight. And this is what really happened was, guys, the business is really simple. We have a run, and we do what we can to stay on top as long as we can. Those runs coming in the end. And back in those days, the runs were much shorter than they are today. Um, so that's just that's inevitable. And for Hogan, you know, his run was over. It wasn't that I was any much better than him or anything like that. It was just something was, hey, this this, this guy's bigger, he's newer, he's faster, he's louder, you know, and that's um, that's what the people were looking for. And that's I think that's what I gave him to my character. And, and so, again, it wasn't nothing wrong with him. It was just I was – it was just the right place at the right time for me. So that's what happened that night with – they were doing things like condition the people. I'd come out and say how crappy the people were or how crappy the air smelled in this town or that town, and they still booty. So, and, and that's <laughs> what happens when when you try to force. And this is, and of course, this was Albany, New York, and this was Northeast, and this is where they they had their stronghold at. So when you're you, you don't program those people. Those people are the smartest wrestling fans in the world, the Northeastern wrestling fans, and um, so. They tried that in the wrong spot. Now, if they would have tried that, say, in like his hometown, you know, Tampa or something like that, they would have. It might have worked, but they were trying it too soon in the wrong area geographically. Yeah, we uh, participated in something like that at one of the WrestleManias that happened in Toronto. Apparently, it was um, Hulk Hogan was supposed to, was fighting The Rock, and Hulk Hogan just came in off WCW as a heel, 
And you know what? Right. Things didn't go the way they wanted to. Us Canadians, we started cheering for Hogan because a lot of them have history with him, and uh, right. things just didn't go well for uh, what they planned. Well, Toronto's another place where they're a real smart wrestling fan and you can't really program them. And the Toronto, too, is uh, traditionally a little tougher crowd than say the Northeast is, or you know, you know they're just they're not easy to uh, get. You know, they're just not as vocal. Excellent. Um, Thanks so much, Steve. Uh, Sid, we'll get ready for our next episode. Let's go. Thanks, Steve. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Jay Robert Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle podcast was produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Media, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music, Omega Amigo, was by The Shaman. All rights to the podcast are held by Sid Udi.